0: This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting
2: Podcast. Here's your
1: host, Danny
2: Burke. What is going on, folks? And welcome into another edition of Prop Watch here on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed. I'm your host, Danny Burke, and happy to have you with us as we get you more prepared For Thursday Night Football, we've got an NFC West showdown with the Seattle Seahawks hosting the San Francisco 49ers in their second meeting this season. So it is Prop Watch and we'll go over a few props that have made my list in terms of the top ones. For this affair, but if you want the full in depth preview that we have for the game, make sure you check it out. Also available on the feed, Matt Humans and I dive into that. We do an early preview for the Sunday slate, and don't forget about Saturday. How could we forget, folks? That's right, it's that time of the year where we've got some Saturday action, three games to look forward to. So uh, we touch a little bit on that, and uh, of course, more on Thursday Night Football. So make sure you give that one a listen to. And then for tomorrow, don't forget Mike Palm and I will preview every game on Saturday and Sunday. Best Bets, Leans, Survivor Contest Update, and much more. Be on the lookout for that, folks. But let's go ahead and get into it, why don't we, in terms of the props for tonight. And we can begin with the man. I'm sure we'll make a lot of people's list of props they're looking forward to playing based on how diverse he is, versatile, whatever you want to call it. The man is the jack of all trades and... Well, he's going to need to be because of the injuries that have occurred on his team. And that is one Mr. Christian McCaffrey, CMC. And folks, I've gone all over the place with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I was looking into his rush attempts, 16 and a half to the over. I think that could be a viable play. I think his rushing and receiving at 117 and a half could be a viable play. I think his rushing yards at 78 in the hook could be a viable play because the Seahawks are allowing the most yards per rush attempt over the last three games. And just overall this year, they've been abysmal against the run. But the number's a tad bit inflated. Like 78.5 is the best spot you're getting. And my number's only a little bit higher, so it's not necessarily worth the play. I I think it's set fairly accurately. But that brings me now to his receiving yards. 35.5 is the lowest number I've seen out there. BetMGM has it for the price of minus 120 to the over. Now, if we specifically narrow down his season... To his short stint thus far with the 49ers, in that seven-game span, Christian McCaffrey is averaging 45 receiving yards per game, and he has eclipsed 35 and a half, which is his prop mark for Thursday night football, in four out of the seven games he has played with the San Francisco 49ers. On average, he's getting targeted six times per contest, hauling in five receptions per game. Now, why do I look in this area besides Christian just averaging 10 yards over this? It's because of the opponent. Seattle is allowing opposing tailbacks about six receptions per game. Furthermore, opposing tailbacks are getting 49 receiving yards per contest against the Seattle Seahawks. That is third most in the National Football League. Looking at the past Sample size, notable running backs who typically get receptions. How did they fare against the Seahawks? Well, you look all the way toward the beginning of the year. Javante Williams had 11 catches on 12 targets for 65 receiving yards. Elvin Camara, we know that he gets utilized a ton in the passing effort. He had six targets, six receptions, 91 receiving yards. Austin Eckler. Herbert loves dumping it off to him. He had 12 targets, 12 catches, 96 receiving yards. Josh Jacobs the other week, 7 targets, holding 6 receptions, ended up with 74 receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey falls into category with the likes of especially Austin Eckler and Alvin Kamara in terms of how much they get used in the passing effort. And especially now with Debo Samuel out of the mix, And also because Purdy's a little bit banged up heading into this game, right? I mean, he's questionable. His oblique is hurting. And I know when I was looking early on Wednesday, they said he hadn't thrown a pass since Sunday. So, look, what's the game plan going to be? Is it going to be to hand the ball off a ton to CMC? I'm sure it is. That's why I was talking about some of those other props and why that's tempting. But I, I just still feel like those props are said very accurately and precise. And a lot of times they are, right? That's why we're not playing all of these all the time. If I don't feel like I have a big advantage, I probably won't play it. But with Purdy being a little bit banged up, short week, the Seahawks needing this win, maybe it is a closely played game. And that's why you've seen this number come down from 3.5 to 3. So the 49ers may have to pass more than they typically would. As great as their defense can be to help them out, they're going to have to still move the ball. And you may have Christian McCaffrey move into the slot position, which we've already seen him do before. And now, without again Debo Samuel, you're going to need to get that effort out of him in the passing game. Yeah, he can run the ball, and he can do it in a viable sense, especially against a weaker run defense. But at some point, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to stray away from that. And at some point, you would assume the Seahawks defense can adjust, but maybe they don't because they've gotten torched before. But look. The other time since Christian McCaffrey has been a part of the 49ers, Debo Samuel did not play. That was against the Rams, and in that game, Christian McCaffrey, eight catches on nine targets, 55 receiving yards. Look, I could go all over the place with McCaffrey. I have beat the dead horse on that, but... Look, I'm ultimately going to pull the trigger on his receiving yards over 35 and a half. The market's kind of all over the place. I've seen it as high as 40 in the hook. I'm going to jump in on it before it moves. So count me in for Christian McCaffrey because of the necessity of having him involved in the passing game with the limited weapons and your quarterback probably not wanting to strain him as much on a short week, throwing it deep, make the short, precise, safe throws to your top player, the one who's the most athletic and diverse in terms of his offensive skill set. That being Christian McCaffrey, give me over 35 and a half receiving yards at the price of minus 120 over at BetMGM. And again, just want to, you know, reiterate, I-, I wouldn't hate going over his rush attempts or rushing yards. I just think the better bang for your buck may be his receiving yards. So that's what I'm rocking with, folks. So now let's move over to the Seattle Seahawks and let's talk about Geno Smith. Ah, yes, Geno Smith has been a fun story this year, has not been as fun as of late. He has been on the struggle bus, to put it politely. He's committing turnovers. The Seahawks are not looking great. They have their lulls offensively. I know how bad they've been defensively, but Geno's kind of been a little bit rocky here and there. Now there's two bets I'm going to talk about with Geno that I haven't played because I want a little bit better of a number or understanding, I suppose. And I'll talk about the understanding one first. So I'm looking at Geno Smith's pass attempts. 33.5 is the best number you can get at Caesars, but you're laying like minus 127 to the over. A lot of other books have 34 in the hook. Now, I, I would play it at 33.5. I'm not infatuated with laying over minus 120 for it. Because, look, this season he's only averaging 33 pass attempts per game. But over the last six games, it's been 35.5. Over the last three games, it's been 37.3 pass attempts. Now, San Francisco is getting thrown on 35 times per game this season and 40 times over their last three games. doesn't correlate with Geno Smith necessarily. Right. I mean, every opponent's different in terms of how many times a quarterback's going to throw. But that just shows you it's because, well, the 49ers have been winning the opponents trailing and they need to throw the ball. And that's kind of been the case the last three out of four games for the Seahawks. Like it's been 36 attempts, 39, 37, and then 33, 34, and 34 in some of these closely played games. I know I went farther than four, but that's Geno Smith in his last six games right there. So he's gone over this mark in his last five out of six games. Can he do it again against the 49ers? You would imagine so because the 49ers are surrendering just 3.4 yards per carry, which is the best in the NFL, and they rank second in DVOA run defense. So that's telling you that, hey, the Seahawks, yeah, they like to run the ball, but they probably won't do it efficiently. Hey, Kenneth Walker's going to be back? Well, guess what? You're going up against one of the better run defenses in the NFL. It may not be a sustainable offensive scheme to utilize in a game that you may be trailing and need to play catch up and have to throw the ball to where more of your weapons are, like a Tyler Lockett, like a DK Metcalf, like a Noah fan, all of those things, and pass the ball. Now, the 49ers are... Good against the pass, but they're not as great as they are against the run. So this seems like it would be a play to the over. But like I'm saying, I mean, and also really quick, they did try to run the ball 36 times the first go around against the 49ers. Obviously didn't work. They got smoked. So maybe the game plan does change with a Kenneth Walker coming back who... Yeah, I guess if he's playing, he's got to be close to 100%, but that's a tough game to throw him in the mix, too. I mean, nobody had any offensive success the first time against the 49ers. Do you think you're going to do it this time on the ground with a banged-up backfield? I don't know. I have a strong lean to the over. I don't love the idea of laying that price, though. And because kind of Walker is back, I mean, folks, who knows at the end of the day? Pete Carroll's kind of a nutso in terms of what they want to do. How many times do they want to run the ball with their guy Walker back, who they love a lot, and rightfully so. He's been great, but that kind of throws a wrench in the mix of how certain I am with Geno Smith and his pass attempts. Again, strong lean to the over. Man, I need a little bit better price to get there. If, you, if you're if you fine laying that price, I still think it's a go. Like I think he ends up probably with like 35 pass attempts, maybe 36, but I'm just not completely there with the price, so I'll have to hold off for now. Maybe I'll look for an in-game one. You know, if they're trailing and you're assuming they're going to have to change something offensively, I think that's the way you approach it. Now, another prop that I had with Geno that, honestly, I was going to play, and then uh, I, I just stalled on this. This is this is my bad. I got a little greedy. I uh, waited a little bit, and the price kind of got out of hand. But I was looking at Geno Smith's passing touchdowns, one and a half. It was the first prop that I considered or contemplated before the numbers even came out. So 1.5 is the number, and a majority of books had the under, like, you know, 150 or above. I mean, it's pretty egregious. And then points bet had it at minus 120, and I'm like, all right, that's good. I, I like it a lot, but I'm, I'll just hold off for a sec because, you know, I, whatever, just got caught up in whatever, or was waiting. Whatever the reason is, I, I didn't pull the trigger like a doofus. Now it's at minus 135, and that's getting into that steep territory. But let me tell you, again, same scenario. If you're fine laying that amount, let me tell you why I did like it in the first place. Geno Smith is averaging two passing touchdowns per game, folks. He's gone over one and a half passing touchdowns in 11 out of 13 games. That scares you a little bit. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But one one of the games he stayed under was against San Francisco. No passing touchdowns, one interception in that game. One of their worst performances for Seattle. Now, only four opposing quarterbacks have had multiple passing touchdown efforts versus the 49ers, believe it or not. Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota, Patrick Mahomes, and Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, Fields and Mariota kind of make you scratch your head because they don't throw the ball that much, but somehow they made it happen. Seattle is 22nd when they get into the red zone and they pass the ball. This is also a reason it stood out. So if you go to footballoutsiders.com, wonderful site. I obviously reference it a lot. When you go to the red zone numbers, when Seattle is passing the ball in the red zone, they rank 22nd. Not very efficient. They're 18th when it comes to running the ball. Now, furthermore, when you look at the 49ers defensively in the red zone, they are first at defending the pass, 18th against the run. So now that you have even Kenneth Walker back in the mix, you already know Geno struggled the first time around, and he's been struggling the last couple of games with turnovers. Wouldn't this give you a good indication to go toward the under with Geno? That's why a lot of these books had it heavily juiced to the under. And that's why it was a good opportunity to lay the minus 120 with points bet. But your boy missed out on it. And now it's up to minus 135. So... I got to stay away here. I don't want to lay minus 135 on something the guy has literally done in 11 out of 13 games. And look, I understand that you may think 15 cents isn't that big of a difference. And it's not a lot of times, right? If you're looking for, hey, maybe an outright money line play. If it goes from minus 115 to minus 130, maybe some of you out there aren't going to quiver too much about it. But when it's a prop like this where every cent matters, where every play matters, so many things come into account and it's so finite the amount of things to go your way to make it happen, I'm not willing to stretch that price to play it. I mean, as much as I think the numbers do add up and we've seen the sample size with him against San Francisco, I look at these last few games. Had three passing touchdowns versus Carolina, three versus the Rams, two versus Las Vegas, two versus Tampa, two versus Arizona, two versus the Giants, two versus the Chargers, and finally didn't have any against Arizona, and then three, and then two, and then two, and then zero, and then two. I mean, obviously, you know, because I told you 11 out of 13, but when you look at it, the consistency is clearly there. So even though I did feel like I have an edge, because the price has moved a fairly significant amount, the juice is not worth the squeeze in this scenario to me. But I did just want to alert that out to you. If it does come down before a kickoff, yeah, I may find myself on it. If it's a feasible price, same with his pass attempts. And if I do add it, like I always say, folks, it will be logged at VEASAN.com on our Best Bets log page where every show host and guest wagers are listed. So the strong leads with Gino. Thought it's worth the conversation. And if you have some conviction, best of luck to you. If there's any props I should be considering, feel free to reach out on Twitter at Danny Burke5. The prop we are rocking with, ladies and gentlemen, officially we are going with Christian McCaffrey. Over 35 and a half receiving yards at the price of minus 120 over at BetMGM. So that's going to do it, folks. Appreciate you tuning in and always appreciate if you like and subscribe to the podcast. So that way you will be notified as soon as possible when the episodes get released. And speaking of episodes, if you want the full in-depth preview for Thursday night, make sure you listen to that with Matt Humans and I bringing you all of that content. And then for the games on Saturday and Sunday, remember Mike Palm and I will have a preview of every single game from start to finish That also available here on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed. Okay, folks, that is going to wrap it up. Once again, best of luck. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: If you dare.